Hello everyone. Um welcome to another episode of Beyond the Veil podcast. Um today we have a really really fun topic we want to talk about. Is it fun? No, not really. I wouldn't call it fun, but very important topic. Um but before we go into what the topic of today is about, uh hi Sha. Um Isewa, how are you guys doing? Hi guys. Um, I'm feeling pretty good today. Yeah, like it's been a cool week so far. Hi guys. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, today I'm fine. Um, I'm excited about this episode we are about to um, start. Okay, so Aisha, you sounded really relaxed. Like what's happening this week? I think I'm actually convinced by your... You're you saying that you feel really relaxed. What's happening? What was different about this week? Yeah, my week has been pretty, pretty great so far. Like, um, I had a spa session earlier today and I feel really good. Like, yeah. Okay, Isiwad, how did your week uh, go? How are you feeling? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually feeling really good. I mean, um, I feel energetic today. I, so I just finished a class with my students and... um. Like, I'm really, really pumped. I really enjoy the class. I think this is, like, the most interesting class I've had since the semester started. It's a class on computational thinking where um, I taught the students on computational thinking and also made them design a smart clothing line (laughs) just, you know, just for them to be able to think through the process, come up with a solution, and have them present after the class. And they actually came up with really good ideas. Like, I was impressed. (laughs) So yeah, that's how my day was. I mean, it's been it's been a beautiful one for me. That's it. Oh shit! Uh-uh. So like, I I think the whole thing just drew me in, and when I heard like computational thinking, I was like, eh. <laughs> so what is computational thinking? Or help us? <laughs> Do you want to lecture our listeners about computational thinking? Me, I want to know what computational thinking is. What is it? So, computational thinking, to start with, is a problem-solving process. So, basically, it's about, you know, pattern recognition, modeling, decomposition, abstraction, just breaking a problem down into smaller parts and trying to find a solution. So, what I did, like, what I taught them today was more of trying to break down a problem. You know, they are supposed to create a smart clothing line think through the process, come up with ideas, who their target users are, and then write down their target users. So they're like, they're like different groups. So whoever they, um, sorry, whatever target user they write, they try to build a smart clothing line for that user to get. So some of them picked, um, some of them designed clothing line for um, elderly people, babies, teenagers, college students, runners, like sportswears. And then they had like different um, different pros and cons of their businesses. So it's more like teaching them to think of their design as something they want to sell to the market. Like thinking of their group as a company, like a brand. That's it. And I guess the question that comes to my mind is, as you're teaching this class, it also still sounds like something you also can learn from. Like, do you feel you're learning in some in some way like from yeah what yeah teaching. actually yeah i'm learning a lot i mean 
it's been fun, but to be very honest, before now, I've been teaching them basic, like basic things I think everybody should know. I think they should know, but we still have to teach them. So yeah, it's been a lot of learning process because there's some basic things that I thought I also knew in the process of teaching them. I'm like, hmm. That sounds really good. Uh, sounds like I should come to you for a refresher on all these fundamentals. Anyway, um, I think for me, like my week has been really kind of mixed, but overall really good. So I don't know if I told you guys, but I've been involved in like interviewing people we are trying to recruit at work. And I think I I was interviewing someone uh, with another person um, in the company and I'd gotten feedback from the person that, oh, like, I really like the way you do interviews. You ask really natural questions and you're friendly. I was like, oh, wow. For someone who hasn't been doing this for too long, that was really good. So it was kind of like an highlight, like, during the week. And also, like, I've been thinking a lot about how to detach from work more. So I'm taking walks and things like that. So, um, Yeah. Anyway, it's good to hear you ladies are doing well. Um, for our listeners, back to the topic of today, I told you this um, topic is something like very interesting and kind of very dear to us as uh, ladies in tech and generally as people who live in diaspora, like two thirds of this podcast, we, we, live, we don't live in Nigeria, we live you know, in the UK and the US. And so, like, that is why we thought it would be very important to talk about this. And what we're going to be talking about today is owning your own space and how you show up in the world. Anyway, to kick this off, I- so I'm going to pose this question to Isiwat. Um, Isiwat, how do you think you show up in the world? Like, if I were to ask you or your friends what they think about how you communicate, how you present yourself, you know, who- how you're able to influence others? Like, what do you think they would say? I'm really particularly curious about this because you guys know that Isiwat is our resident social media influencer. <laughs> you know, you know when you asked the question, the only thing that came to my head was, I mean, how do you show up to the world? In just one word, I think energetic. But then... That's like, that doesn't answer the question. So personally, I think how you show up to the world is a choice and how you actually show up to the world matters a lot too. So for me, I think I show up as an authentic version of myself. I show up grateful. I show up with an empathetic attitude, with a smile. I mean, with so much enthusiasm and of course with joy. I, the kind of person I am, I am a very spirited person and I'm open-minded person. And I honestly think what my friend would say about me is that I go all out for people, people around me. I mean, even those that aren't exactly close to me, I still go up, I still go all out for them. Also, I, I know that no matter the adversities I'm facing or how I'm feeling on the inside, I honestly still show up with so much enthusiasm. Well, that's basically because I embrace positivity always anyway. (laughs) And to my friends, I know a lot of them share their problems with me. I mean, maybe not problems, maybe concerns, their personal concerns, and they share them with me. And I'm, I'm sure it's not only because a problem shared is a problem solved, but 
mostly because I think they know that and they know their concerns or their, their problems is also Isuat's problems. And also maybe because they know that, I mean, it's Isuat, she's going to carry up their problems on her head. Like, like her life depends on it, you get. And um, I know personally, it helps them to, to not feel alone. I mean, it, it makes them feel like they have someone they can talk to, they can share their problems with and, they don't feel like they're alone in it. And um, yeah, I think that's like basically how I show up in the world. And yeah, I remember when I said I go all out for people and stuff. To be honest, I think if I actually don't do that for you, if you're listening to this, it means there are no written now. <laughs> wow. So you just kill them yeah, under the bus. <laughs> I will just go and I, I will not even go out for the next one with the fact. Ah, hey, you see what? No, ready. <laughs> you need, you need help. <laughs> but then I think for you, for you to, for you to have reached that level with her, um, I know you see what very well. And if there's anything I always tell her is she goes all out for people, and sometimes I feel it's too much, yeah. So if you've gotten to that point where she doesn't do that for you, I'm sure you've overpassed and over like you've overstepped your boundary. She's like, don't don't. Like, so you guys, in plain terms, it means they are no ready to now. <laughs> you see that she's emphasizing this. She, I, I think she has some people in mind that <laughs> in, she's targeting some people. Maybe they don't talk. So you people catch yourself. Mm, that's what I'm going to say. Anyway, like Isiwa, I think it's quite interesting how you describe yourself. And if you were to ask me as, you know, your friend, I'll probably say something similar along like the same same lines. So I feel like for me, like to different people, I might come across as different things. Like personally, I think I'm someone who just simply cannot like hold too much context in my mind and when i say that like i'm always very focused on the now and the present like i don't want to have too much information in my head i don't want to keep track of too many things like i'd like to think i'm helpful but at the same time like i'm not going to kill myself for someone like i i also i also try to make sure i'm taking care of myself as much as i want to be there for people and listen to people and all that and for me, I think how people will perceive me would be mixed. So I think some people would think I'm nice, I'm friendly. I might give them a bit of tough love sometimes, you know, when I tell them the truth about, you know, why I think about how they're doing or something. But ultimately, if you're my person, if you're close to me, if I if I really like you, if I rate you, you're going to know. Like, that's something about me. I'm, I don't know how to hide people I really value and care about. Um, but if I also equally don't care about you, you're going to know about it too. Um, it's not going to be ambiguous in any way. Uh, more recently, I'm beginning to also think of myself as someone who just does what she wants to do. So I don't let like the thought of, oh, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? Scripple me from trying out stuff. So increasingly, I'm becoming more and more like adventurous with stuff. I, I didn't used to be an adventurous person. So yeah, that's what I think of myself. And I, I think for other people, they might see me as, depending on what side they get to know, that this is a really nice person, 
who is always maybe talking about tech or anime or something or someone who just doesn't care about them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that's like really, that's really interesting to know. I honestly think if anyone would ask me how I perceive you, I would I would say the same thing. You're this kind of person that expresses herself. You don't um I think the right word to use is you tell people how you honestly feel. It's now up to them to take it or leave it. So like while we're on this topic of you know how people see us or, or how we see ourselves and things like that, like do you feel like for this is for you because I, I got really curious when you were talking about oh you like to help people, you listen to people, you are empathetic. It just sounded to me like there was so much of others in you know how you see yourself. Like, do you sometimes feel like it gets too much, or this is something that just comes naturally and you never feel overwhelmed, maybe by other people telling you their problems in any way? Well. To be very honest, I think it comes natural for me. And yeah, I actually do get overwhelmed sometimes. But then, I don't know. I think I'm just... I, I honestly don't know the right words to use. But I I think that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. So you, you don't feel like you need to maybe try to balance how much of other people you are still happy to you know go on helping people even if it might put some pressure on you and your personal time of course it overwhelms me sometimes it um it might be too much and um i just try to i don't know if certain boundaries is the right word but of course i think i know when to stop too yeah so do you is there ever a time when someone maybe needs you and you're like I'm maybe doing something now. I'm going to get back to you by this time. Or maybe just try to prioritize stuff. Is there any sort of that in how you balance stuff? Of course, a lot of times. Like most times I try to, um, I take breaks. Yeah, that's the right word. I think. Yeah, and you feel like when you do that, like people understand or are there people who actually vex for you? Or... I feel they understand because normally what would what you would hear is, oh, it's what isn't like that. So obviously for her to say this, it means that she's probably, you know, occupied with other stuff. I mean, I have my own life too, but then I still try to balance it. I think I balance it real good. I think so. And they understand. I mean, Got it, got it. And, and maybe for Aisha, like, I, I'm, I'm a bit curious about, um, you know, how we show up in the workplace kind of thing. And I know Aisha, like, Aisha is also working full-time as a software engineer. And one of the challenges I have personally had, like in some of my previous roles was, I'll be trying to make a point, maybe during a team meeting or something. And, you know, someone just interrupts. I I, I don't know the motives of like the interruption. I, I can't even claim to understand it. But someone interrupts you and then guess what? They they make the point like you were just about to make. (laughs) Aisha, have you ever been in such like a scenario and how did you like deal with that or maybe something similar? Um, I think I totally understand where you are coming from and what you are trying to say. But on the contrary, 
um i've actually never been in that scenario if anything throughout my my journey as a software engineer so far i've had people push me to do more and be more rather than have people shut me down or try to like shut me up probably pretty good when it comes to showing up and owning your space in the workplace so like i think it just generalizes it so what i was asking was if you've ever been in a singular meeting and you were trying to say something specific and someone interrupted and said the same thing like i'm not talking about like as a whole but i mean no 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 i mean if you've never had such an experience that's like that's like amazing because i think this is actually very common and for me like it's one of those things that made me actually want to show up a certain way and when i mean show up a certain way in response to a situation like this i would you know let the person speak and still continue saying that i was just about to make this point so i kind of take back that um ownership of what i was just about to say but like i mean it's fantastic that you're one of those people who have never had to deal with you know maybe a colleague interrupting them or maybe you are the one interrupting people. <laughs> oh my god. No, I I don't think I I don't think I actually interrupt people. But I think I'm a very expressive person, yeah. And even though I have that as a personality and that also and, and that also shows in my in my workplace. Um I don't I just think I've been pretty lucky to be honest to have people that want to hear my opinion on stuff that that actually push me to go to extra mile, push me to like, you know, when you're in a meeting and they actually even want to like, oh, I shall do have something to say to this, not trying to like suppress whatever it is and bring it to the table or like make you feel like nothing. So yeah, I, well, except if I can't remember, but to be honest, I, I've, ne- I've never been in that position. Hmm, interesting. Another thing that comes to mind is you know, we've all spoken about all our different styles of, okay, I'm expressive, okay, I tell it as it is, okay. I've actually been interrupted before. Oh, love me. You didn't ask me. Thank God it's you not didn't ask me. me. Thank God it's not You did me. not ask me. <laughs> I was, you, didn't, you didn't know what I was going to say, but you actually interrupted <laughs> me. So. <laughs> so now you're the one interrupted. But, but seriously, like, I, I'm curious, what was the experience like and, how did you feel about it? And what do you do to make sure that even if someone interrupts you, you still kind of take back the power and you continue on, you know, to, to make your point? So for me, to be honest, I, I think I'm going to relate this more to a general, like a general scenario, like nothing in particular. I mean, I think I've been, not even I think, I know I've been interrupted a couple of times, but most times it's about the person, like the next person saying what I actually wanted to say. And, you know, it just feels like, wow. I was also thinking of this since I wanted to say this thing, but then you already said it. To be honest, in that moment, it throws me off balance. And sometimes I don't even know how to express myself. I mean, as expressive as, as expressive as I can be, to be honest, I am this kind of person. I don't know if people know, but I'm actually very shy. But then I think my kind of person doesn't look shy. But deep down, I know I am shy. Who is claiming shy? Yeah, who is this person? I, 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 I know, I don't know who I is. swear though, I swear. So you don't know, that's the thing. I know I am actually shy. Like sometimes I find it very difficult to express myself. It just feels like the person just said the same thing I wanted to say. And I also don't, I mean, 
personally, I don't have a strong command of English, so it's very easy for me to say. Like it's like English what? is not your yeah, mother tongue. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my strong point. It's not my strong point. <laughs> but I'm actually very serious. Like most times, it just feels like oh, you know, when somebody now says oh yeah, Isi, what you wanted to say something, and I'm like, it, like it's very easy for me to just say oh yeah, this person just said what I wanted to say. Then after, sometimes I just feel like I could have actually emphasized on my own point and maybe be more elaborate and be more detailed. But typical me, I just shut up and move on to the next. Hmm. I mean, I, I think this is very like, like this is a very key thing we're talking about here because it's very important in even how people perceive you at work or in gatherings and things like that. It's like if you come across as someone who, okay, while you're talking, someone interrupts and you kind of just leave them to run with it. Like there's some sort of perception it creates. And for me, like I've been in both scenarios where, you know, someone interrupted me and I just kept quiet and like, "Mm, they've already said it anyway. Like, let me just keep quiet. They've made the point. Like you kind of pay me that I was already kind of making this point, but you don't talk. So no, no long story. But at the same time, like, if there's anything I've learned professionally, you need, like, those moments are actually very important. And I'll tell you why. Like, some people will just feel like, oh, they can easily, you know, just interrupt you and they'll be, that'll be cool with it. And if you keep getting interrupted, you keep wanting to speak less. And then when you don't, people don't hear from you, you know, it's just a natural thing where it's the most, like the people that talk the most, that gets the most visibility and that get the most accolades or things like that. So for me, like what I've taken to doing, like, is that if I'm in a meeting and someone is interrupting me, when they're done talking, I'll be like, oh, thank you for making that point. I was just about to say that, you know, this, and I'm not going to be rude to them, but next time it would they wouldn't just interrupt you anyhow like that. And you you still kind of own how you show up in the sense that, oh, they know that, oh, if I if I interrupt Isiwa or if I interrupt Anifa or Aisha, she's still going to make a point and you are still getting heard. All I know is if you want to make it change, like if you want to make sure you're being heard, like you need to take back that power of if someone interrupts you, you deal with it diplomatically and you actually end up making your point. So so I was going to say something to like, you know how most people say, oh, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert. And when I say most people, like I'm referring to typical Nigerian people and maybe to be more specific, ladies. Like, are you actually introvert or is as a result of all the shut ups or, you know, keep quiet you've gotten as a child? <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually a very, very interesting question. Like, I'm not sure I've actually thought about it from that angle until you probably mentioned it now. Um, I think I, I used to, I don't know, I don't let me say I used to, I currently claim I'm probably an ambivalent or something. Well, it, it's a possibility that it as a result of being shut up. But on the other hand, I was raised in a family where you're encouraged to speak here. And I think maybe that's one of the things that contributed to me being very expressive as a person. Um, they always want to listen to what you have to say. They always want to hear your ideas and your opinions on topics. Like 
we i don't have um dictators as parents and i think that's actually contributed a lot to to who i am today and to me showing up and also owning my space in the world i see first thing people Mm. get amazing parents like (laughs) get parents who will tell you to keep quiet (laughs) um what about you like do you feel like your child would like add influence on you know how you show up for people and things like that now yeah so first i think my childhood experience has a slight influence in how i show up by basically giving me a sense of who i am as a person like i grew up in a home that helps that helps me that gives me the opportunity to actually make decisions myself, not just, you know, do this, do that. It has to be done my way and all of that. They give me an opportunity to express myself. Growing up, my own, like making my own decisions as a child has helped shape how I actually show up. Yeah, so um, I think I get what you're trying to say. Childhood experience, once childhood experience basically goes a very long way in what, um, what you are or who you are today, although... We have a whole lot to unlearn and relearn. Obviously, we have a whole lot to build on, but setting the foundation, the basics, basically, like you said, it goes a very long way with who you are today. Hmm, interesting. I think for me, like, um, I, I always think of myself as an old soul. Like, even my mother, like, <laughs> I've, I've always had this mature, even, even, you know, when I was really young and, yeah, definitely. Like it, it, it influenced you know me being this person I am now. I think I went through a phase where, due to peer pressure and things like that, I became a bit quiet. And one of the very early things I remember that actually affected me for a while was when I had moved to the UK. Like, I definitely wasn't showing up like as confidently as I am now, and I'll tell you why. So I remember when we had just moved, I had this struggle of hearing what people would say because the accents were so different. And in trying to play catch up with what people were saying, and like, it it just, (laughs) it was very hard to keep up. And reacting to what like was being said in a timely manner wasn't just happening. And I remember like one of, I think my manager then had made a comment to one of my colleagues that, oh, Anifa is quiet. <laughs> that was like, ah, Anifa is not quiet. Like, why do you think she's quiet? And, you know, it kind of made me feel like sometimes we're not necessarily not confident. Sometimes we're not necessarily quiet, but environment and circumstances may make you become temporarily at least someone who you are not like have you ever do you guys feel like that sometimes yeah 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 i actually feel like that too i was going to say something when you mentioned the accent thing personally mm, i think it affected me when i came here i mean a couple of people are here what they say but then there's some people that i still don't hear what they say and it feels like you know we're in a gathering and they're saying something and it just feels like what they just said is funny. And I didn't even hear what they said. And everyone is laughing. Guess what I do? I donate to the laughter too. <laughs> I swear. This is, I swear. This is, I can relate. I'm not even lying. See, there was a time. I think we're all standing in it. You know, all these, um, 
dinner where is it dinner or cocktails or something where everybody will be standing shy and they'll have their wine glasses and kinikon and you know there was someone at the center talking and we were all around the person and I just said, ha, 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 me too, I just laughed, ha, 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 are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Peer pressure, you guys. I swear, like. <laughs> I can relate, I can relate to this very much, like, I can't, it's, it's, it's so, like, it's sometimes, you, you can't keep saying sorry, sorry, excuse me, you know, what did you say and all of that, sometimes you just have to, like, flow with it, flow with the conversation, most times I say something, I don't even, the, the only time I know that what they said like the only i think i've actually come off as someone sometimes i've come off as someone that did not actually hear what they said because sometimes they kind of expect a response and then when i see their expression like oh like you're not saying anything more like what i said actually required a response and i'm like <laughs> oh my my yeah, sister don't laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then sometimes i just look very dumb like okay oh sorry what did you say and i'm like ah you can imagine how they were sassy, like this girl no sabi. Obviously, I didn't hear, and I just laughed like I see right head what happened. And now it's, it's 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 time for me to respond to what was being said. And I'm like, ah, well, sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, Aisha, I know like maybe the accent bit, maybe not. But do you feel like you've been in situations where you were just not authentic? Like you just had to act like. Mm. Let me just temporarily be like this so that you know I blend in or I I don't look odd and yeah I think that has happened to almost all of us not the accent thing like you said but then definitely we've we, I think we've been in a situation once or twice where you probably did not hear what's going on maybe you're distracted and distracted or something but but yeah like I think that has happened to me a couple of times. Like, maybe to Isewat, do you feel like, compared to when you had just moved and now, like, you are able to hear what, like, people say much better and you are actually taking part in conversations a lot more than before? Yeah, actually, I mean, I've grown, I've grown, like, down, I'm sure of. Over time, like, in summer, I know when I was, um, like, during summer, I had problems hearing some people because I made a lot of American friends and um, I... It was a struggle to hear some of them and sometimes I just pretend like I heard and over time I but now I think I to a large extent I kind of understand when they talk. I understand so many things. I think the only the only um problems I might be having now is sometimes when my students talk, I honestly don't hear them. And I don't want to sound like sorry, me oh boy. <laughs> I was really going to like ask you that question like how do you cope with your students? Yeah. I'm serious. Like, sometimes I honestly do not hear them. Like, sometimes I have to, like, go really close to them and, oh, sorry, what did you say? And they're like, oh, no, I was saying blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, damn, I honestly didn't hear that. In fact, do you know the funny thing is, my first class this semester, like, my first class that I taught, a student actually approached me after the class and came to ask if I was from South Africa, if I was from West Africa, that he could tell I'm from West Africa based on my accent. I said, yeah, I cannot even stop being Nigerian. Like, of course, I'm trying. I'm trying to, like, speak. Of course, I can't try, I can't speak like them that much, but, <laughs> like, I'm trying to fit in. Do you get? But sometimes my accent just gives me away and I can't help it. Sorry. 
that's maybe an authentic. Mm, interesting. I feel like for me, like because most of these conversations anyway are in a work context um, or like friends from work or things like that. I just uh, like instead of saying eh or eh eh eh, I would just maybe like, oh, do you mean this? Like actually ask something that ties to what they were saying. And I think I hear a lot better now. Um, but if I still need to like, I, I I don't mind like repeating stuff and going back. And I feel like most people are actually cool with it. In terms of how I sound, like, do you guys know someone actually told me I don't sound like Nigerian? So there's this guy at work on another team. <laughs> I don't know. I think we had this old... So my company does this thing where they do randomized launches. So different people from different parts of the company get to have, like, lunch together and we expense it. And so this guy on another team, like, we're talking and somehow we got into the um, subject of, oh, I'm originally from Nigeria. The guy was like, oh, really? I'm from Nigeria. I don't know if he was whining me. I was like, yeah, I'm from Nigeria. Nigeria in Africa. I was like, ah, he has a Nigerian roommate. What part of Nigeria am I from? I said, I'm from Lagos. Um, You know, said that, oh, I don't sound Nigerian. And I'm like, (laughs) guys, do you think I don't sound Nigerian? Like, let let me even ask you guys now. Do you think I don't sound Nigerian? I think I do, like... (laughs) I think we are talking to us right now, so maybe your hundred percent Nigerian vibe. New acquired accent might not like flow. Yeah, we will get the Nigerian vibe more, but for somebody that's hearing you speak for probably the first couple of times. Yeah, maybe. I was really shocked though. I me and the guy were arguing because apparently his roommate is Yoruba too and like she sounds very, very Yoruba. Like I don't know but like okay oh me i should know i sound like my people so yeah for me like going back to what we're saying you know i i i don't feel any sort of guilt in taking you back to what you said before especially because mine is usually in a work context and i need to understand before i go and cook beans in the cold so yeah what are the little things you do you know to get yourself back to show as your authentic self in times when maybe you had to temporarily assume another, you know, facade or another um, thing on the surface? Like, what? Are, how do you get yourself back when you feel like, oh, I've lost the plot, I'm not being myself? How do you get yourself back to who you are? You see what? When you've lost the plot, how did you get back? <laughs> okay, so I think first I, I reflect on who I am and um, what I want to become, and what I don't want to be. I I don't want to be a kind of person that is pretending to fit in. I think generally I reflect and I, I try to overcome self, um, self-doubt. So I, I, one question also comes to my mind. So do you feel like the kind of person you are, regardless of where you are at, like, you you still show up as yourself, like you still be yourself, or do you feel like you're the kind who needs a community around you to sort of ease you in and you know just make you feel better about interacting with others and communicating? Well, I actually think I still like I still feel like I still have authentic community or not. I still I still show up as who I am. 
and also i i don't know if this is related but i honestly make dua a lot like i pray a lot to to god to like i explicitly tell him please i want to like like i just talk to god and i feel this peace whenever i talk to him and I, I, i think for me like what you just said is a like a very very big point like we are muslims here and we so much believe in the power of prayer like i can relate to the tranquility like i feel after you know even if i've been in a situation where i feel some type of way and i just rant to god about it i just feel better like even though there is no immediate solution so i i think like everything you said from like uh, yeah it it's some point like in terms of you know taking your troubles to god and just saying guide me you know guide me and I, and i think um just um, on the side note i don't think there's anything that 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 that's too too irrelevant or too small or too or, or you look at it and you're like no nah, i can't pray about it i think i don't think there's anything like that basically regardless of how my news it might seem you can um we are humans and we are the one that looks at things and be like does this thing actually need prayer it looks like a common sense sort of thing it looks too small or something it doesn't make sense to pray about it but i think we can always take everything to god and like and if i said we are muslims here yeah, and yeah we work hard we try to be realistic but also we try to pray about things okay um uh, thank you aisha for that yeah um So like maybe to wrap this up maybe on a final note like how do you guys help people show up as the most authentic version of themselves because I, i i for one like i think yes you can show up as the most authentic you can be yourself you can be on point but i'm always big on impact you know and how you help others you know to be the best version of themselves so yeah i'm curious to hear from isewa So, how do I help others show up as the most authentic version of themselves? So, personally, I feel like if I own my own story, it helps others to own their story. It helps them step forward with their own stories too. You get like when I'm genuine, I believe I'm encouraging others to be too. I believe that if I hide my feelings or pretend to be who I am not, I really shouldn't expect others to be honest with me. What about you, Aisha? Um I think like it's what I already mentioned if you are not authentic you won't be able to like help anybody else um and I think something else is open up to people as much as possible it encourages people to also share with you and um also try as much as possible to to not be judgmental um I think being judgmental can actually affect how people show up here yeah, because of fear of being judged or how they will be perceived um for example somebody who's trying to like make a point regardless of maybe it's not the smartest point in the room yeah but it is still a point and maybe they are not exactly at the level the conversation is yet but just allowing the person to speak also goes a very long way in in building up the person's confidence the person the way the person expresses themselves and yeah so i think those those are like a couple of things you can do to to help how people show up in the world. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so for me, um like Lazy, you guys already said everything. I think 
for me, like what I think I do the best is trying to get people to actually know themselves enough. Like I talk to people who want to talk about career, you know, where they want to go, things like that. And I just want to make sure they're actually aligned with who they are, you know, internally. So I, I have conversations with lots of different people. Also, like if I'm in a gathering and I see someone who isn't saying anything or, you know, who is keeping quiet, I, I understand that it might be just because, oh, they are also having some of the difficulties I did earlier. And I try to ask them directly and bring them into the conversation. Like, you guys don't know how important and impactful that could be to help someone to actually open up and, you know, just start to really grow into themselves. And I think we should always give people the chance to actually do stuff like try people out. Like, or if you know this person does something, for example, like give them a chance, like maybe they make clothes or something. Just, just contribute to your own in, in, in some way, contribute some quota um and yeah i think that's it so yeah i was going to add to what you said too like what when, when aisha was talking earlier i was going to say like yeah like aisha mentioned when you get people that listen to you like you find empathetic listeners and support systems you find people like want to hear you out and also i think another important thing that i think i do that helps people um show up in the world however like the way they want to is I'm sure if you know me very well now, I love myself so much. I can hype myself from Monday to Sunday nonstop. You know, they tire me. So I feel like self-love creates an avenue to be authentic, to be honest. Because being authentic generally for me, it helps me value myself. It helps me become a better person. And it also helps me to stay focused on what's important Hmm. Thank you, Isua. Thank you, Aisha. I think this this has been a very like packed episode. I feel like we've talked about so many things, and I really, really hope that people find this useful. So to do a mini recap, like we started from you know how we see ourselves, how we perceive ourselves, and how we think people perceive us. Um, I am the one who would give you tough love as your friend, uh, but you still know I love you. Isiwa is the one who will listen to you all the time and try to be empathetic to your issues. And if she also doesn't like you, you know she doesn't rate you. And Aisha is the one who speaks her mind, you know, regardless, she finds it easy to do that. And from there, we went on to, you know, childhood influences, how we think um, our parents and people around us, you know, made it easy for us to be like who we are right now in terms of how we communicate and how we share our thoughts. We also talked about something interesting around um, times where we had to be inauthentic, like when we maybe due to one reason or not, we were not able to show up as our authentic selves and how we got away from that by, you know, asking clarifying questions, actually really trying to listen deeply. You know, time also naturally helps with things like this. Time, you know, eventually time makes it better. And things around making sure when we get interrupted, maybe, you know, by others, we actually still go ahead to make our point so that it doesn't seem like it's stopping us from sharing what we think. We also talked about how we get back to ourselves when we've lost the plot. So, you know, Isiwa said something I really loved around 
praying about it, you know, talking to God about it and immediately feeling some sense of relief. I really, really love that point. Um, we also talk to a lot of our friends. So like, if you feel like, oh, you don't know who you are, you're not able to talk to people, you d- you're not even owning your space, then maybe you need to talk to someone who actually really understands you, you know, who is able to say, oh, but I think this is it. Or maybe not even offer a solution, maybe just, you know, rant to that person and we found that that really works like well for us um and i think the last thing we talked about was how we help other people show up like if you guys know me i'm really big big or becoming increasingly big on helping people become better versions of themselves you know especially women like I'm a big fan of women. Nobody should come here and call me feminist though. <laughs> but yeah, like, so that was what really prompted that question for me. And you've heard from, you know, the other two ladies on the podcast. Isiwa helps people by listening. She helps people by also, you know, showing herself a lot of self-love, thereby showing people that actually it's okay to hype yourself. It's okay to, you know, promote yourself. Like, in fact, if you're not promoting yourself, who should promote you for you? So yeah, you guys can learn a lot from that. <laughs> Hype yourself, feel good, you know, try not to be too hard on yourself, please. I don't know if Aisha or Isiwa want to add to this before we end this episode. But Well, I wanted to just add to what Anifa said regarding the iPads. And if you need somebody to hype you, please enter my DM. I'm going to hype you for free so you've heard from isiwa guys if you need a free hype woman like free professional hype woman reach out to isiwa to do that for you um and yeah it's been a pleasure uh talking you know sharing our experiences here uh please like share and you know comment on our podcast send us feedback via email we love getting feedback you know whether it's on how amazing you think we're doing or how things we can improve or things you even want to hear from us like ask us anything we'll answer you like if in fact if you feel like there's something we've talked about in the previous episodes and you want us to go in depth into it more or there's a topic you'd like us to talk about please um send us emails comment on our social media posts send us dms we're going to respond and we're going to make sure we actually answer those questions thank you Bye.